Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. It's a new moon on Monday by Duran Duran. Where are we now? Really? I'm that's pumped and ready to go. Buckle up, man. Why? I think you've got to click it because this is a pre-ride. <laughs> what? That's what I love about you, though. You don't know what to expect. Mondays, are, are, to you, might as well be the 4th of July. Might as well be. Kaboom, here's another firework. We're in the TCL broadcast studios. But, but when you call us today, you're going to be on the uh, Patriot Realty phone line. Yeah. There are sports fantasy auction winners. They get the phone line for a week. Yes. 646-8255-877-615-1500. And you'll be on the Patriot Realty phone line. Now, you'll get the same high quality that you've always had on this AM dial, sure. but it's just uh, the Patriot Realty phone line is the is the host of this week. You know, I should have played my cards a little bit better. You really should have in life. I mean, you should in, have settled. In what sense? Well, school? during the sports fantasy auction, you know, of course, all the money goes to benefit Courage, the Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. Yeah. I should have bought the phone line. Why? I could have named it whatever I want. Well, that's true. The Rick M. No, phone no, no, line. No. I would have made it, you know, <laughs> welcome to Jamaica, have a oh, nice day. I got, I got maybe a double entendre or something like that. <laughs> no, Patriot Realty's playing it uh, oh, straight Oh, it's here. brilliant. Did you all change your clocks? Yep. How do the phone know? Uh, I don't know, but I was uh, completely, I lost sleep over it because my wife was gone and I had to get up for a function and I thought I'm going to be... Yeah, I'm going to be, there's no way I'm going to make my function as a result of the time being off one hour. Uh-huh. But then I ended up not sleeping at all. Uh, no, no, no. Eric. Right. We said you got to turn the clocks Clock. forward. Right. Don from Savage, Minnesota said, I spent a great deal of time Saturday evening busying myself, setting all the devices in my home forward one hour so that I will be in sync with local time come Sunday morning. I use a portable atomic clock, which is updated by a radio signal from the National Bureau of Standards in Fort Collins, Colorado, okay. to set all my devices as accurately as possible. Here's my list of belongings that required my attention. I oh, never looked at it this he's way. He's listed it out, the things that need to be changed. Wait a minute. Did I even change my watch? Yes, I did. You I did? changed my watch. You have to go old school on the watch. That's not digital. And the clock in the car. That's all I touched. That's it. Huh. That's it. Otherwise, you got people to change the other clocks. One of them uh, must be a clock like this guy. I think it changes on its own. Mm. He had to, uh, okay, he had to adjust two automobile radio clocks. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. really easy or very complex. Uh, one. Is that your tummy squeaking? Is that a funny body noise? Not me. No, no. not. I think it was Reavers. No, I'm laughing at you. Why? One digital microwave clock. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that that never gets touched in our house. I don't. One digital oven clock. 
Okay. Uh, one wired home intercom radio tuned to fifteen hundred. Nice touch. Two digital clock radios, four flat screen televisions, two VCR DVD machines, one uh-huh. digital clock. He still has a VCR. One laser printer, one analog timer, one digital timer, two analog watches, two analog clocks, one landline answering machine phone, and one thing uh, many people overlook, the water softener. Does that have a clock on it? Yeah, it does. They usually do. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a Add minute. Add to this list uh, for some people is a programmable thermostat. I'm grateful my laptop, mobile phone, and tablet will take care of themselves. I'm all for setting the clocks one hour permanently and be done with this nonsense. What say you and your listeners? I uh, I have get rid of the VCR. He's got a VCR that he has to reset. I don't think that's what he's looking for commentary on. Oh. He's looking for commentary on uh, what is the belief in garage logic about daylight savings time. I'd just soon have daylight savings time twelve months a year. I don't. But you know what? I'm not heavily invested in worrying about it. Uh, uh, once in the spring, you you lose an hour, and then in the fall, you get it back. Big deal. Right. Plus, Doesn't do anything for me. If you can't figure out from your manual how to change the clock in the car, you just kind of get used to it being an hour off. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. It, it, one of the old That's, British leakers I have. Yep. You got a good one, I has think. Has a though. hell of a clock in it. Really. It's, it's the best nice car clock. clock I've ever had in a car. And that's always set. Because it's only driven in the summer, that's all. It's already set. Well, then you know what you can do: huh. just sell it to somebody on the East Coast. I don't want to sell it. I'm it, just telling it's, you. Then it's I the right time. Cha- I don't have to change that clock. Right. You can go in the Eastern Time Zone. And you say, "Look at hey, this has got a really good clock. Clock's already set yep. for you, pal. A finely tuned clock." Uh, Rook, I got a. I think this email basically is from you, from Tom Perlick, Perlick Distillery. From Perlick Farms in Sorona, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Big fan of the show, and he wants to prepare a gift basket. He knows you like Moscow mules. Oh, yeah. I've heard Rookie talk about how he likes Moscow mules, and I want to drop off a gift basket of our American Yeoman Wheat Vodka. Well, I don't think you have to well. do that. One of the definitions of yeoman is a person who owns and cultivates a small farm, although we farm almost 2,000 acres. Copper. Uh, is that cups. where yeoman's job, uh, yeoman's job comes from? It's a yeoman's job. Uh, you've done yeoman service. Okay. I don't know. That's that's a good question. Mm. Uh, he'll be in the Twin Cities Tuesday, tomorrow, and we'll drop it off. Just let me know what time would be best. This is my way of saying thanks for everything that Joe, you, and all of your staff do for us garage logicians every day. Well, uh, if he's listening, come over here at... Uh, Noon, right? Yeah, what a nice gesture. You're here at noon. It's not necessary. Yeah. That's a, I appreciate it. I want him to do well in his endeavors. But Go to the front desk. Uh, I'm assuming he's listening. Sharon or Kristen will be out there. And asked uh, for Rook. And then Rook will call me, and uh, we'll all say, how you doing? And then I'll disappear in 30 seconds. 30? Yeah. Oh, you must yeah. like him. He's going to give you 30 seconds. You're, uh... All right, 15 seconds. <laughs> I'll save that for you. Oh, you can't beat so a he's... good Moscow with solid vodka. Read the beginning of... Bring that to me again. I think he addressed it to Rook, not to Rook and no, Reavers. No, I'm just curious. He started his own distillery. Uh, right, you said on I his farm? farm? in northwestern yeah. Wisconsin. My CIA, my CI is 208, and we started a distillery on our farm in 2014. That's cool. And make vodka and single malt whiskey. I grow Hang all on of- a sec. Well, along with that vodka, you know, if you, uh, <laughs> boy, I, if you don't. 
if a, a bottle of that whiskey fell into the box, what the hell? I grow all of the grain that the vodka is made from, and my son does all of the distilling. Check us out on Facebook at Perlick, P-E-R-L-I-C-K, Distillery. I'm going to do it right now. Well, his, and then uh, he notes, I've heard Rookie talking about how he likes Moscow Mules, and I want to drop off a gift basket of our American Yeoman Wheat Vodka. I would imagine if he started in 2014, his whiskey's probably not ready yet. It's probably still in the barrels. I have no idea how that works. Oh, look at this place. You need some time. Yeah. This is cool. I'm looking at their website right now. Is it uh, Northwest Wisconsin? Sorona, Wisconsin. That's and they have their own distillery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is cool. Well, that might he might make a great guest for the beer show. I for was you. just that's why I was looking it up. Yeah. He might. And you're be. mapping out how far away it is, so we'll see if he can come in on a is it Wednesday night. These are the next yeah, Thursday night. Oh yeah, Thursday. This is the next wave, though, boys. You know the the craft beer movement that yeah. we saw. Yeah. The 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 tasting rooms now are next. Okay. Because well, laws were changed, and so you can do it. Um, more affordably now than you ever could before. Plus, Let's, if he owns a farm, he can grow all this stuff right there. That's, yeah. I mean, self-sufficiency. That's, that's, that's the point of it. Right. Crazy. Uh, when we come back, we're going to play Real or Satire. Oh. Flashlight, check. Tube belt, check. Attitude, Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. Oh, who is your postman? Get out. You had a perfect one last week as well. All right. Let's play real or satire. Real or satire. I was reading this in the paper today. There's there's not much I don't read in the paper. This is on an inside page of today's Star Tribune, page 8. Fire destroys bar and grill in small Southeastern Minnesota town. It's a Paul Walsh piece, just a few paragraphs. A fire early Sunday destroyed a downtown bar and grill in southeastern Minnesota. All right. WDs on First Avenue North in Mazeppa caught fire sometime overnight and was in charred and smoldering ruins before the last of the flames were extinguished hours later, fire officials said. I did see this on the news. No injuries were reported. The three-story building had apartments above. Authorities in the Wabashaw County community of roughly 800 people have yet to address what may have started the blaze. Quote, we are deeply saddened by the loss of such an iconic structure, a statement from the fire department read. But we as a community will be able to come back from it. Huh? I did not see that. <laughs> WDs. Well, first of all, my confusion has two parts. Okay. Uh, one, what was iconic about this? Uh, from and, uh, granted, I'm looking at a picture of what of what remains of it, but so it's an old building. It was built in 1900. I don't think it had okay. any. Uh, I, I don't think it had any special architectural <clears throat> significance. I had never heard of the bar before. That's uh, well, you don't spend a lot of time in Mazeppa. Uh, true. And two, what is it the community will have to come back from? There's more than one bar in town. I also read sure. that. Well, as a guy from that area, you're you know, not from anywhere near there. Oh, he's claiming Mazeppa. Mazeppa. Yeah. Sure, I am. Where is it? Look at how close Fairboat to Mazeppa is. It's not even half an hour. I All mean. right. Have you ever been in WDs? Of course. Really? Anywho's. Yeah. You kind of, when you're in a small town like that, you know, when a, a town bar. You run to the iconic bar. It come, well, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But you do have a sense of attachment to a place like that. See, I, I almost sense. It'd be like you guys, you guys associate O'Gara's with St. Paul. 
EB's corner with Winona. Okay, I get that. I get that. But it's nevertheless a 118-year-old building that, that had a bar in the okay. main floor. Yep. What, what, I think I'm what, agreeing with why, you. Why, what is there for the community to struggle with? To overcome. Yeah. I See, my sense of this is that somebody in the fire department uh, wrote that Riley, W-R. Yep. I think that they're having a bit of, I think they're having a laugh. Are they having, they're a, laugh. having a laugh? I think they're having a laugh. They're having a laugh. We as a community will be able to come back from it. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, <clears throat> without any loss of life. No, there's no loss without of life. Without any, uh, you know, I would say the bar was I a wouldn't loss, be but, bringing this up if there was loss of life. Right. But we will be able to come back from this. And what? Build a brand new WDs. A, I guess have a new Zeppa. bar. Yeah. <laughs> the new and improved Digital WDs. I guess what's weighing in the favor of this being straight and not satire is that I went to other news sites just to see. Hell, they're all reporting on this. Pretty much all the news sites in town, the TV stations, the both newspapers, they're all reporting on this. Okay. Do they have a website? WDs. <laughs> what? I gotta look. Just to see if they if they say our history. WDs. No, did Babe Ruth uh Drink right. there. Give but me something. Take a shot in between. A, Give me a, a something stop to work there. with before I'm going to lay your iconic on it. But everything today is iconic. Everything is iconic. Okay, they are on. Well, that's Facebook. They have a Facebook page. Okay, who doesn't? <laughs> Anything right. about me and my softball team drinking there? Like the mid '90s, late '90s. Uh, WDs, hometown stomping good time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I'm sorry that they lost their bar. Right? Yeah, we're not. That's we're sad about that. I read some on some other account of the story that there is another, at least one more bar in town. Eight hundred people. Hell, you need two or three bars, right. don't you? Right. Yeah, I think so. Where is Mazeppa, Reavers? Uh, just past Kenyon. Okay. <laughs> if oh you take God. fifty-two, am south, I going down Rochester Way? Yeah, you're going down Rochester Way, uh, which is nowhere near Fairbowl. What are you talking about? Fairbowl's on the other side of 35. It's on 35. Okay. Uh, Cannon Falls area. I you know, know it where, well. You know where Cannon Falls sure. is. Yeah. Sure. In that, in that neck of the woods. All right. Well, they are a full-service bar. Uh, this has nothing to do with food. I hope not. But uh, on February 2nd, one of their posts was, WD's Bar and Grill, it's Girls' Night Out. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. At, uh, is that what set it on fire? And oddly enough, in a town of 800, yeah. 192 people were interested. Really? So maybe all the guys were out uh, hunting away and the gals were going to go down to WD's to see what's on the menu. We lost a great living American. Who did we lose? Floyd Carter Sr. World War II guy, I bet, if it's Floyd. Well, you haven't heard a thing yet. One of the last remaining Tuskegee Airmen and a New York Police Department detective died last week. He was 95. Wow. 27-year veteran of the NYPD who dedicated his life to serving the nation in New York City. He was one of the remaining Tuskegee Airmen who fought in World War II, breaking the color barrier. The Tuskegee Pilot Program became the center for African-American aviation during the war. Congressional Medal of Honor recipient. Oh, wow. Also flew during the Korean and Vietnam Wars, and led the first squadron of supply-laden planes into Berlin during the famed Cold War airlift of 48 in 1949. Hmm. Wow. 
Uh, NYPD in the 47th Precinct mourned Carter's loss, remembering him as a true American hero. During his 27 years with the NYPD, Carter served as a bodyguard for heads of state while visiting, including Cuban leader Fidel Castro. He is survived by his wife, their two kids, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. He's survived by his wife, mm-hmm. who must be you know up there in age, too. They're good living. World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. Wow. Guy must have been a hell of a pilot, huh? Yeah, because think of the technology over time would have changed so much. And he was still flying. But I don't know what that would have to do with it. That, well, I'm just saying that as, as he that aged, improve, he uh, kept up with the technology. Yeah, he must have had to continue to go to school. Right. We mourn the loss of true American hero, Lieutenant Colonel Floyd J. Carter, U.S. Air Force retired, famous Tuskegee Airman and Congressional Medal of Honor recipient, served World War II, Korea, and Vietnam, retired from NYPD, 26 years as a detective, second grade. Our community and nation has lost a giant, NYPD, 47th Precinct. Yep. So, there you go. Uh... The tournament's over. The hockey tournament's over. <clears throat> Another very successful tournament with some good surprises. Uh, and there is a hockey team. Uh, there is a hair team that's been announced. The hockey hair team. Yes. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the video. I thought this uh, this uh, team put together another uh, quality video, which it quality could have suffered over the years. Did but Minnetonka have solid. a lot of players on the hair team? I didn't notice a terrible I think all. it was a Minnetonka player who skated out for the introductions. And then... Uh, theatrically reach behind him to pull off a rubber band so his hair would flow all over. <laughs> you can see that. I think uh, it was a Minnetonka guy. GL Rookie know. 13 on Instagram. I uh, I captured that. And I thought he was going to be a winner. And then Father Jengdahl from uh, Nativity of Mary in Bloomington said he was trying too hard. Oh, really? So I, I thought... Oh, I thought he was I thought he was terribly over the top with it, but I but thought it was, it was kind was of a ballsy so move. so hard. Yeah. So then, then you wonder, is Father Jengdahl... Uh, follically infallible or no? I don't know. No, I don't think he is. Okay. Is John Height ready? He is. Commencing garage logic segment number John, as is our custom. Yes. Jake, go ahead, please. You're the first caller to GL on the Patriot Realty phone line. Nice. Well, I appreciate the honor. Yeah. So I had to call in with a little end of the world. Uh, My family and I were out in San Francisco for a little work slash vacation, and my son, who plays baseball, wanted to go play catch. We found a park called Yerba Buena Gardens. All right. It's not so much of a garden as it is a patch of grass in the middle of the city right uh so we played catch for about five minutes and my son stops points behind me and there's a man walking toward me in a red windbreaker with a walkie i strapped to his shoulder he asks us to stop okay stop playing catch with your kid huh yeah why he said it violated park rules thank you yeah (laughs) 
You don't want to be playing catch in a park. That's not what the park no. is for. No. Not for playing catch. Don't enjoy yourself in right. the park. No. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Sunny and 38 degrees. Uh, the Twins over the weekend with some moves. Of course, they uh, released right-hander Anibal Sanchez after a three-week stint with the club. Uh, mainly that cleared space on the 40-man roster because the Twins signing Lance Lynn to a one-year $12 million contract. Now, the team still has not confirmed the reported deal with Lynn, who was 11-8 with a 3.43 ERA last year with the Cardinals. Even though the Twins have not confirmed it, uh, Phil Miller of the Star Tribune about a half hour ago tweeted out a picture of a fellow who looks suspiciously like Lance Lynn down in Florida practicing. Was he wearing the glasses with the mustache? <laughs> yeah, the Groucho. <laughs> why? Why is there a mystery? Why? There's well, he has to be a, officially yeah. announced by the team. They just is this a good uh, acquisition? Oh heavens, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. He well, was <laughs> expected to get a multi-year contract in the neighborhood like three or four years at what he signed. You know, twelve million. So he per. signed here for one year. Mm-hmm. No. Hmm. What was Patrick doing when he sent out his tweet today <laughs> oh God. about the Twins? I, I'm not smart enough to understand if he was being serious or okay. funny. You want the, the explanation? Yes. The long story or the short story? Uh, sure. Short story, okay. I think Joe would appreciate it. So, for the longest time, whether it's other media members in town or fans in general, have referred to the Polads as cheap. Yes. You know, and that Patrick is the chief resident of the Polad Pocket Protection Society. <laughs> okay. And so basically what Pat was doing was trolling those because the Twins are going to have the highest payroll they've had in team history this Got year. Got it. Saying, I can't get behind a team that's just trying to buy a championship. <laughs> <laughs> and man, people bit hard. Yes, so. they did. It was hysterical. The hook was in the cheek. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I cannot get behind yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> They're spending too much. Right. That maybe we'll discuss later on during sports talk. Yeah. He also had a tirade about the... Uh, all hockey hair team. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, disdain, from, dislike. Webclacks. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Twins play the uh, Yankees tonight. Uh, that'll be a five thirty-five start. News notes from today: Investigators working to figure out whether a Bram area high school student driving a vehicle involved in a fatal crash Saturday came to a complete stop or yielded the right of way to the other vehicle. Uh, the county sheriff's office reported two teens were in a vehicle that collided with a pickup truck east of Mora about 9.30 Saturday morning. Bram Area High School officials and friends have identified the teens as a couple Gavin Butenhoff and Alexis Hasser. Butenhoff, a junior, died just after the collision. Hasser, a senior, was taken to North Memorial, where she later died. Sheriff Brian Smith, in an email, said preliminary statements and scene observations would indicate the Hasser vehicle either did not stop or failed to yield the clear right-of-way to the other vehicle. Sheriff's office did not confirm who was driving the car. This morning, Representative Tina Liebling announced she has suspended her campaign for governor. The long-term state lawmaker announced her initial run back in April 2017. In 2004, Liebling became the first DFLer elected to a state legislative seat from Olmstead County, according to her campaign website. Mm, we're going to miss her, huh? I'll see. British Prime Minister <laughs> Theresa May speaking to lawmakers about the poisoning of that former Russian double agent and his daughter said it was, quote, highly likely that Russia was behind the attack. Sergei Skripal, the Russian who spied for Britain and his 33-year-old daughter Yulia, remain in critical condition today. May said the investigation found that Skripal and his daughter were poisoned by a military-grade nerve agent developed by Russia. It's known as a Novichok agent. May said Russia has previously produced this agent. The government has concluded it's highly likely Russia was responsible. May said there are only two possible explanations for the attack. Either it was a direct attack by Russia against our country or Russia lost control of the powerful nerve agent. Police this afternoon are responding to another explosion in Austin, Texas, that badly injured a woman. 
hours after a package bomb killed a teenager and wounded a woman in a different part of the city. I don't understand this story. Austin Travis County EMS tweeted that an explosion today in southeast Austin uh, this uh, late this morning injured a woman in her 70s who's been hospitalized with potentially life-threatening injuries. A second woman from the same address hospitalized. Authorities have not said whether the most recent explosion was caused by a package bomb like the one that exploded earlier this morning about five miles away or another earlier this month that killed a man. Police Chief Brian Manley said at a news conference this afternoon before the third explosion was announced that investigators think the deadly package blast this morning, the first one, is linked to the March 2 package bomb that killed a 39-year-old man in another part of Austin. In each case, Manley said the package bombs were left on the victim's front doorsteps not delivered by a mail service. He said the U.S. Postal Service doesn't have a record of delivering a package to the Austin home where the explosion occurred today. He said that package was brought into the kitchen where it detonated, killing a 17-year-old boy and injuring a woman in the house. The March 2 explosion occurred about 12 miles north of that blast. Chief said all the victims have been black and that investigators are considering whether race could have factored in to the attacks. Well, the other thing I was going to ask is, uh, does anything link these victims? Are are they Mm. scientists, for example, or or, uh, do we have anything that connects the victims that would uh, that would provide some clarity as to why they were targeted? Not uh, not that I'm aware of and not that the chief said at that press conference today. Mm. Well, reporting isn't what it used to be, is it? I'd like to know if there's anything that connects the people that got these packages. Pilot of that helicopter that crashed into New York City's East River last night has told investigators that a strap from a passenger's harness inadvertently shut off the helicopter's engine, sending it plunging into the water. Five passengers unable to free themselves and were killed in the crash. An Instagram video posted to Instagram shows one of the passengers, Trevor Cadigan, and other passengers on the helicopter as it was taking off, smiling and flashing a thumbs up. Cadigan was a video journalist who had moved to New York just months ago. According to the New York Post, the helicopter was being used for a photo shoot. Sources familiar with the investigation identified the pilot as 33-year-old Richard Vance of Danbury, Connecticut. Vance was the only survivor of the crash and provided a statement to investigators. He told police he observed a tether from a front passenger's harness wrapped around the fuel shutoff lever, which had accidentally cut off fuel supply to the engine, resulting in engine failure. At that point, the engine could not be restarted, and the aircraft descended into the water. Went down last night about 7 o'clock in the water near New York's mayoral residence. All five passengers perished, but the pilot was able to free himself. Wow. After Beyonce and Jay-Z sent fans into a frenzy last week when they momentarily listed a tour date for On the Run 2, music's most powerful couple now have made it official. They announced this morning they're going on a joint, going on a joint tour, which kicks off this summer. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce last embarked on a joint tour together in 2014, which was called On the Run, which promoted albums by both of them. That made more than $100 million in ticket sales. And yes, if you're wondering, the ticket will stop here. U.S. Bank Stadium on the tour August. will stop here. The 2018 yes. I Can't Really Believe How Bad This Sucks Tour. I can't believe what divas they... Uh, both would be, and they would be impossible to Settle deal down, with. Settle down, fella. Yeah. Settle down. <laughs> yeah. These are respected artists. Yes, of course. This is true. U.S. Bank Stadium. Artists. They're iconic uh, artists. Oh, artists right? Speaking of that, um, <laughs> there was a uh, 
there was an awards show on last night in my home. Really? Um, <laughs> I believe it's sponsored by another media conglomerate uh, that might be in town oh, here. Oh, yeah. Twangers. Yeah. yeah. I lasted about 15 seconds. Mm. It, it, I, I, this isn't a get-off-my-lawn moment. Modern, today's music sucks. Was this country music? No, it was, it was oh, hip-hop-ish, like top 40 style. Is it this was, where Bruno Mars was criticized for cultural appropriation? I believe so. But it was just, it was horrible. The His music parents was, are Filipino and Puerto Rican, and black activists are calling him out for cultural appropriation. Huh. You believe uh, that? I would. Uh, That's I almost would, over. Yeah. It's almost yeah. Over. It's, yeah. Is this a situation where they're eating their young? I think so. Uh-huh. Uh, just a moment. Okay. We'll have the weather. I'm like the Philly sound. Am I black enough? Oh, yeah. No, you're not. Cannot stop it. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. We got some sun on Monday afternoon in Garage Logic. And Dave Dell's forecast is brought to you by the fine folks at Menards. Hi, Dave. Hi there, Joe. We're up to 38 degrees, heading for a high today of around 40. Uh, partly cloudy skies. Temperatures drop down to about 20 tonight. Northwest winds light at 5 to 10. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and mild again, up to 38. Uh, could touch 40 as well. Northwest winds at 5 to 10. Wednesday, partly cloudy and warmer, up to 45. Then 48 on Thursday with sunshine and 50 on Friday and Saturday. Um, right now, it appears though we're not going to get any moisture until we get to Sunday. Sunday, we could have a slight chance of a shower. It doesn't look like much. Most of that's staying to our south. Stays pretty mild. Does cool down a little bit a week from today. We're at 48 on Sunday, then 40 for the high a week from today, next Monday. But it warms right back up after that. Going for a high today, Joe, up to about 40. Right now, we're at 38. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the city of Crystal, Minnesota. Hey, we were just there. We were there, weren't we? Yeah. In uh, what? In Not January? too long ago. Uh, they have a garage logic dilemma. The, what is it? Uh, the city council is uh, going to decide whether the city should be responsible for shoveling all the sidewalks. Hmm. I don't know where to be on that. I've just always shoveled my own sidewalk. Yes. Uh, well, well, a- in, in Minneapolis, in St. Paul, uh, all residents are responsible for shoveling their sidewalks. Okay, but why does this come up? Because you'd think uh, in, on a commercial property? The city now plows about 30 out of nearly 35 miles of sidewalks in all, with property owners on the hook for removing snow on the rest. Uh, but that could change soon. as Some leaders push for a policy tweak that would put the West Metro suburb of 22,000 in charge of keeping all of its sidewalks clear of snow. Uh, it's an issue of fairness and philosophical issue, said council member Jeff Kolb. If these sidewalks are public infrastructure, we need to treat them that way. Uh, I wonder how the controversy came up. Uh, it could take effect as soon as next winter. The city would be joining a number of other suburbs that clear all sidewalks, including Golden Valley, Bloomington, and Coon Rapids. I did not know that. I had not. How would they execute all this? Plowing sidewalks? Well, you'd have to send out shovelers, wouldn't you? A team? Hey, your high school team. Mm -hmm. In the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, property owners are responsible for shoveling. A third group of cities follows a hybrid policy similar to Crystal's current approach, where the city plows sidewalks along major thoroughfares and near places like schools and parks, leaving the rest to uh, residents. 
Uh, such policies have encountered pushback. A group of St. Louis Park homeowners, many of them seniors, showed up with snow shovels at a okay. 2016 city council meeting to urge city officials to plow all sidewalks, not just certain ones. Mm. Not everyone in Crystal is sold on the proposed change. Council member Julie Deschler. What does she want? Well, she sounds like she got a little GL in her. Okay. Uh, she said she's worried that an expanded role in snow removal would have a snowball effect on other city services. Mm. What's next? Are people going to want us to mow their boulevard, too? <laughs> well, she's yeah. got a point. The city fund limitation factor. <laughs> I've always been uh, of the mind uh, set that if there's a sidewalk in front of your house, you, you probably should maintain it. Yes, Deschler. By I, instinct. I, I guess I'm I'm going with Deschler. She said she's also concerned that the added sidewalk plowing would take away from core public work duties or require a bigger staff. Hmm. Uh, Mark Ray, Crystal's public works director and city engineer, said that having extra sidewalks to plow would not increase staffing costs, but the added wear and tear on snow removal equipment may mean more costs down the road, he said. Uh Ray said residents should keep in mind that clearing older sidewalks will probably damage the adjacent turf and that plowing them all could take up to a week. What? It takes two to four days to clear the sidewalks the city is now responsible for. Uh, where are we on wow, this? Wow. Where are I we on this? Boy, right on the fence until I'm leaning one way or the other. Uh, uh, okay, instinctively, instinctively, GLers are what? I'm, I'm opposed to this city. Clear uh, out your own. Well, if, for a number of reasons. Chief among them, you know perfectly well that this will lead to additional costs. What government program can be done cheaply? Mayor? Yeah. Um, would you mind taking John's phone call on the Patriot Realty phone line, please? Line one. All right. Hmm. John? Hey, John, it's, uh, or I mean, Mayor, it's uh, Service Dog John. Hi. Are you aware that some communities actually have machines that do sidewalks, like bobcats with plows in the front or snowblowers? No, but I gather that's what Crystal would be talking about. Oh, well, if they don't have them, they don't have them. But uh, where we live, uh, and I'm, I'm a GLer, so you got to do your own sidewalk if, right. if it's not done for you. But they do make them. Yeah, you can get them. You can get, yeah, you can get them. Yeah, All right. They're out there. Right, well, that's kind of what I, that's why I wanted you to t- take his call, because out by where I live, we have the, the, the machine that comes and does it, too. Okay, but here's... here's uh, my Check this out. Let me tell you something. Okay. You mean to tell me... <laughs> That they'll they'll do it, but they're saying, you know, we could be ruining your grass in the process. Well, what that suggests to me is, obviously, there's no intention here to manually shovel sidewalks. They're going to do this with some apparatus. Right. And, uh, and, and you know, a brush or a, a What's going to suffer? What's going to suffer? Well, you're going to ruin the edges of your boulevard lawn and your front yard. And if you're doing it by yourself. You always, you always you're, you're practicing space management and you always take care. Pride in your work. That's right. right. The, the quality is going to suffer <laughs> if right. the city is going to uh, do this. Got, and you are a serious, serious shoveler. You pay attention to it. You want it down yeah. to the pavement. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the sidewalk that runs along my house. Yeah. It's like three blocks. Long. Yeah. I got news for you. Get out there and shovel it, you dummy. Is it a, is it a public sidewalk? It is. Well, I guess all sidewalks are public sidewalks. And it's they? also the one where the bus stop is for the kids. So uh, Chanhassen maintains it? Well, the city of Carver. Or actually Carver? Does, yes. But for me, I don't care if the grass is ruined. Then I go to Fratelloni's in the spring. Get some grass seed, boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You're, uh, <laughs> you're threatening to get a 
I want to do my own donation. Do my own. It looks great, and uh, I'm accountable for it. Well, I'm lucky. I don't even have a sidewalk, but I did for years. Right, but remember, in the city, too, uh, if you don't shovel it, they'll get out there. Hey, uh, we're going to find you. That's not true. That's not true because I'm a I I I walk every day, and uh, there are many many uh, unshoveled sidewalks. They're coming around now because of just the sun angle, but uh, no. but you can get reported. Well, I'm not going to report anymore. No, you're not going to. But I I know where I used to live that uh, some people reported other people because they did not. Shovel their walk. I was not reported. I, I am I unaware shoveled. of. Uh, I have never seen uh, on all my walks. I have never seen. I walk every day. That's right. <laughs> I've never seen uh, a city crew shoveling in front of a house in St. Paul ever, ever. Yeah, because they can't get the well, roads right. done. <laughs> right. Well, they can't get there for one thing. They fall into a pothole. Uh, I'm going to make a GL ruling here. What do you got? I think uh, the people of Crystal should say, let's practice a little fiduciary responsibility here. We don't need to expand that service. We'll do it ourselves. Ruling with wisdom. Because you know damn well it's going to cost them. They're saying now, oh, no, this won't require any additional staffing costs. Yes, it will. It's a way to get uh, uh, new revenue or money spent on, hey, we need this new equipment. Residents, just do it yourself. All right, we've ruled. Yep, you have ruled. I I can only abide by what you rule. It's the end of the world as we know it. Just informed me from the newsroom that he did the crystal snow shoveling story last week for the expect uh, the express purpose of generating the conversation we just had, and not a single one of us commented when he did the story last week. Dang it! I don't recall him doing the story. Do you? Uh, I do not. I guess so. We can all. I guess so, but not Reavers. He he his Reavers recalls it. Yeah. Where wait is he anyway? Wait a minute. You don't have a scan contribution, Reavers. Your your record's still intact. Would that might have been a day that uh, the mayor might have been watching golf? I bet it was. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Oh, speaking of what, you didn't cover that. No, did Tiger, you watch? Uh, all bets are off now. He could he could he'll win again <laughs> the way it looks. Did you think he was going to make that? I thought putt? he was going to make it yesterday. I did too. Yeah. I did. If I anybody did too. could, it would have been him. Yes. He made the putt on seventeen. Then he's got another long one on eighteen. Forty foot putt. Fifteen hundred ESPN. Is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 38 degrees. We'll be back in just a moment.